Just tell me if the scratch scratches the pen is a pain in the ass. You'll hear that more than No, that's fine. I, I, I'm happy with things being a pain in the ass. Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. So today we are getting better acquainted with Tony. Hello, Tony. Whatcha? I don't know how the hell you're going to answer this one. How did you meet me? Well, as you're my brother, I think you turned up one day and it was a decided annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> I have very little m- memories of sort of young childhood, but I mean, you must have been, one day you were there and one, one day you weren't there and one day you were there. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I don't think that's kind of how it works. I mean, I was being what, six? You were when six, you turned up, yeah. So. I mean, I was six when, when our sister was born and I don't remember much about... I remember, yeah, I just remember her being... I'm sure you were brought home and introduced and stuff like that, but I suspect at that age I was like, yeah, and? Yeah. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're old enough that you're not so completely jealous, I think. Like, when you're no. younger, you get more jealous. I don't, I didn't, I don't remember feeling amazingly jealous. I mean, we've had our moments. <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't, I don't... You seem to have been a permanent fixture for a long time, which you have been, really. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Only six years I've not been about. <laughs> what do you do now? Uh, well, I'm a teacher. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I teach, I guess. Cool. Quite a lot. Most days. Except for the holidays. We I get holidays, by the way. And we're currently in a holiday. Yeah, it's good. And, and I, that? Yeah, I'm not on holiday. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, sorry, I forget. Um, <laughs> and cur- currently you are sketching as well. Um, That's well, literally what you're doing. I'm now. literally doodling, yeah. Um, which is, I don't know. I think it's helping me think. Oh calm down or something I don't know <laughs> the, the, the sketching I don't know yeah, I was going to say it's, it's, if it's an ECG gram then we're in trouble <laughs> I, mean, I was just sort of mentioning to you before I started recording that I uh, workshopped what I could yeah. like, talk to you about in my writing group last night I'm, I'm kind of uh, perplexed by this well, but yeah. it's hard I think it's, it's hard to know what to talk to people who I know quite well about like what, what might be interesting or what areas and to, that might produce an interesting conversation. Uh-huh. So I'm going to have a go. <laughs> I've got a list of things that they suggested. This is good though because we can blame other people if this goes disastrous. Again. Yeah, that's right. Um, I've got a list of things that they suggested, and I've got a few th- additional things that are mine. So right. okay. I won't reveal which one, so right. I can so I can plead plead like you say. Okay. <laughs> a lack of responsibility. One thing that I think might be interesting talking about, and we'll see if it is, is North Wales. Ah, coming we- in bed. Yeah, we both were in North Wales yes. together because we were living together, mm-hmm. and we we moved there when I was three and you were be nine. Nine. Yeah. And I think we probably have a very different place in our memories because you you were a teenager, an early teenager by the time we left, and I was eight. When yeah, we, I was what fourteen when we left. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, North Wales for me was the end of primary school, the beginning of secondary school. It was very strange for me because I wasn't the most athletic kid. I mean, I was I was short, fat, I had glasses, and I didn't like exercise when we moved to North Wales. And the one thing you could do a lot of in North Wales was walk. Yeah. And I really didn't want to do that. Um, I kind of got into it by the time we left. 
a little bit. We had a, we had a, we, you know, we had a kind of, we had a child's playground outside the back with the, all the forests and stuff like that. But yeah. wasn't my thing. I mean, in it terms wasn't, of, well, I mean, it wasn't on, literally a playground. It was no, it was a forest a and actually place. quite dangerous in places. It was wicked. I loved it. Yeah, but, well, yeah. exactly. But there was a lot of running around things like that that were open to you as a child there. And my attitude was, I'd rather have a book, please. Well, that's that's what I think is interesting because for me, North Wales is like this idyllic time of my life when, right. like, the world literally was my playground. There was no real <laughs> restrictions on where I went, and I spent a lot of time, yeah, climbing up trees and 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 and, and stuff like that. In my mind, I don't know why it was actually why I actually did because I was quite young then. But well, you managed to sit on wasps' nest. Well, um, that's something. Yeah, we should come back. To that. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, for me, it was, it, but it was it was weird because, as I say, I got there. I kind of made a few friends. I mean, there were a few people over the road, and obviously going to school in Kerwis, a few people I made friends with up there. But they were quite outdoorsy, and I wasn't, you know, sporty and stuff like that. I mean, you know, everyone played football, and I, my my greatest ability in football was standing in the goal, stopping a football with my gut. <laughs> um, if I didn't move, I was probably all right. And I, I think I started reading a lot when we moved to North Wales. But, I mean, I don't think I'd had masses of friends probably previous to that either. So, I mean, I was always kind of a, a very sort of isolated person anyway, which I quite like. I drew quite a lot, and we did end up, I think, towards the end of it, I think we, there was a local sixth former who kind of shanghaied us into doing pantomimes. That's right, you did have pantomimes and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a few kids from the village, and uh, I was told I was going to write them. So I started writing those, and I quite enjoyed those. And I think that was probably my first sort of... Well, that and playing the ugly sister at primary school in terms of drama. Those are my first sort of... Because actually at secondary school in Wales, I didn't do much because there wasn't really much drama in, in, in Hollywood. But um, obviously that became much more important later on. But those are my first sort of foremost sort of moments of it. And I don't actually, know why I was bullied into doing it. Well, sounds like it I enjoyed out. it, but you know... I mean, to, to give them a bit of context, Afonwem, the village where we lived, was a was what a, a street really? Maybe well, it was weird, wasn't it? Because the village technically went along both sides of the main road. Yeah, and a big motorway. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was a pretty uh, so our bit of Avonwem, which was really just a street. <laughs> it was literally a street you, and a you, pub. You, yeah, well, you could walk from our house up to the pub, which was a good four, four five houses. Yeah. And then there was a bit that went off to the left. And there's a car park. And there was a car park. The pub car park. Yeah, and the, most it... of the rest of the village was over the over the road. Yeah. Or and there were bits and there were a few houses dotted down towards the the uh, village shop, I guess. Because I learned was... I learned to ride my bike on that car park. I yeah, think. I, I'd learned not to ride my bike on. Car I was park. pushed pushed at the stinging nettles. <laughs> yeah. By my niece, who's older than me. Yeah. Uh, and then I learned to ride pretty quickly when there was some stinging nettles coming up. Things like that will do it for you. Did just. Uh, I've always wondered if this is a true memory. <laughs> did did Mervyn and Mum didn't get married on that car park, did they? Uh, my, no. Our step, our step. No, they got married. They got married elsewhere. They got married. Um, I don't know. A registry office. Or yeah, it was a registry office, and there was a car park outside it, so I can see where you're going. I remember with this. some kind of yeah. I just remember there being a ceremony at the car park, but it, 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 mm, it can't yeah, be right. No, there was a ceremony outside the registry office, which happened to be a car park. Okay. I don't think it was that car park. Okay. Because they yes. went back to the pub, didn't they, afterwards, I, am, I think? I suspect so, yes. It's funny, isn't it, childhood memories? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of that, a lot of the village life was about the pub, though. I mean, it's strange, though, because even though 
we were a very small part of the village and we were divided from the rest of it. We were the part of the village with the pub, weren't we? Yeah, there we was were. another pub all the way at the far end of the village. You had to walk. Like and our primary school was at the top of the hill, wasn't it? In a town that wasn't at the village where it we were. It was the smallest. T- well, I think it was the smallest town in in the, in the country. Yeah, it's at in the, time, the it? Guinness yeah. Book of yeah. World Records yeah. for a while for smallest. Yeah, town. and then there's a smaller one now, which is. And we got taxi to school. Wasn't yes, it? we got taxied there. Yeah, and then I got a bus to Hollywell. Yeah, that's when you started going to secondary school. Yeah. So, I mean, did you feel? So, when I look back on on Affonwen and my time there, it's like this kind of wonderful, sunny, perfect childhood, and everything went rubbish when we went to Coventry for numerous reasons. Yeah. But when you look back at it, I mean, was wasn't it? Would it be frustrating? I, I looking back on it, I quite enjoyed. North Wales, I quite enjoyed Avon Wayne and I think it was it was it was a nice experience and there were things I did there, you know, I was involved in the uh, bizarrely I've been involved in all, all branches of the Scouts, I think, from Cubs upwards. <laughs> um and I was involved in the, the Cubs and the Scouts in, in Carewis and I remember town hall discos and stuff like that in in Carewis, which were very weird. But they were they but they were typical town hall discos, you know, I mean you, you just kid, kids discos. Uh, things like that. I remember primary school quite affectionately in hindsight but at the time I kind of isolated myself off with a book at, at break time and, and lunch times but I've got to be honest when we were told we were moving to Coventry I wasn't thinking oh crap we're moving to Coventry I was thinking oh we're moving to a city city because I, I was about 14 I was 14, thinking yes yeah. yes there'll be some life there there'll Pubs. be like well just there'll be teenage life because you had to go a bloody long way to sort of get to people because most people were up in Carewis and even though those people were outside in, in, in outlying villages you're quite limited aren't you to the people who are in a village and that's all that are there yeah. so then if you get on with them then it's well, fine well from what I can remember doing these pantomimes there was me there was the two girls who Tamsin Tulare into that I think it was Tamsin who kind of started it you Craig and his brother from down the road yeah Alistair wasn't it yeah there? Alistair there was a, yeah two Alistairs um, so Jimmy Sinnott in the post office from London. He came after a while, but he right. was my age. So yeah, so the, you know, it, it was a very weird, you know, band of players, if you like, that were doing these pantomimes. Was I in the pantomimes? I don't know. You might have been drafted in towards the end of them because I think we just needed the people. No right. Offense. I don't actually remember being in the pantomimes. That's interesting. Well, I don't know if you were. I, I, I can't remember writing a specific part for you, but I mean, I was trying to do some weird things with those pantomimes. I know I did one based on Robin Hood which was an attempt to be political and that was like quite weird because it was a pantomime where was it I mean where where were those pantomimes performed were they uh, we did one in the back garden of our place <laughs> we did one down there's a bigger house down the other end of the village I'm pretty sure of it which had like space and stuff like that but what I what I kind of remember is, is I had to write the flipping things you know I had to you know this would have been this would have been a secondary school so it would have been year 7 and 8 probably because I, I kind of left after year 9 but halfway through year 10 so they were, and I remember them being you know for me I was thinking they were quite big deals so like you know 4 or 5 sheets of A4 it's amazing <laughs> it's so funny how that well happens. yeah exactly I mean you know they, were, know. they, were, they, they were like 10-15 minute pieces but I was just like why the hell am I doing this? And then all of a sudden I was doing it. It's, it yeah. Well, that's, just, that's an interesting thing. I mean, when an older sixth former asks you to do something like that, you kind of feel, you know, particularly if she's female. It, well, was, it was something it, I was up for. So, you know. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot of... There's, well, yeah. It's one of the main reasons why people write, I guess. Drama is a thread that is in both of our 
yes. lives. Um, More coherently in yours. Well, I don't know what you mean by coherently, but um, <laughs> you, you know, you you acted in in secondary school as well, didn't you? Yeah, when we moved to Coventry. Yeah, in Coventry. Yeah. The Dracula Spectacular show I remember going to see. It, it was amazing. Well, see, the thing is, it had a big influence on me, I think, seeing you do drama. I think, I don't know if I would have got into drama if I hadn't seen you doing drama. I got in pretty much by fluke. I mean, as I say, I was doing stuff in, in Avon Wynn, but then when I went to secondary school in Hollywell, there wasn't a hell of a lot of drama. I think they did, like, Gilbert and Sullivan every other year or something like that, which I never would have been involved in. The English teacher there happened to do a couple of lessons in the drama studio, and it was mainly improvisation stuff, and she grabbed me to be Briggsy in Our Day Out. That's right. Who, you were the, who dropped out. So you, and I he's in. the teacher yes. in the play. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make any Well, no, but I mean, I, you know, I was relatively tall for my age. I was... I could... I could sound intelligent. I can see why she would cast me that. Also, bizarrely, coming down from North Wales, there was a slight scouseness about our accent, which kind of fits in with our day out. I get, yeah, I guess so. When I when I arrived in Coventry from North Wales, they all thought I was Scottish or Irish. I got they? Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, I don't understand that. Fucking hell. I'm so, I think that's more about the, the ears in Coventry than it is about our accents. But there you go. Yeah, I I, I could agree with that. <laughs> um, so you did you did drama then. Yes. And you studied at uni, you did English. Well, I applied to do English and drama. That's right, OK. And I dropped the drama after the first year because I also have this bizarre interest in literary theory, which is weird and unusual, I realise that. And you couldn't do both of them to the level that I wanted to do, so I dropped the drama. But obviously, subsequently, having started English teaching, I started the drama department in my school, so I've ended up back teaching drama. And that's what you do now a lot. Yeah, and I enjoy it. I mean, it, it, it's it's a very practical way of teaching a lot of the skills that I enjoy about English as well. And you don't really get the opportunity to go into the sort of detail about literary theory that I would like in a secondary school. So even at A level, although you do touch on it, you don't you know you don't go into the sort of level that I would like to go into if I started teaching literary theory. Do you feel that you're sort of getting an outlet for your kind of creativity through doing the plays now in, in yeah, school? Yeah, I, I love teaching, I love doing the plays, I love doing the musicals. I love working with pupils outside of a classroom scenario. I like teaching drama as well, but it is slightly different because you are starting to think about developing things like acting skills, developing concepts of drama, which is good. Although I also can't enjoy the, the slight feeling that I've got to run quite fast to keep up with it because I haven't done it every degree. Yeah. If I'm full back on something and I sort of try to blag it, I would feel more confident blagging English. Whereas drama, although I love teaching it, I do feel I've got to keep reading and researching it and it possibly keeps me fresher. Keeps you on your toes. Yeah. It's funny, I mean, I, I think, I don't know if I'd have... It's hard to say, like, I acted in the, in the kind of pantomime in the end of primary school and I played the bad guy mm-hmm. and I got a bit of a taste I got King Rat we, just, we sang Gary Glitter tragic when yeah. you look back at it yeah, um, I liked that because suddenly everyone was telling me I was good and yeah. uh, and that's that's great and I was like wow but I don't think I would have necessarily got so much into drama if I hadn't had you already have. when I went to secondary school you were known in the drama department so I was put in the plays you know it was like yeah. he's going to be the heir to Tony's drama uh, and, then, and then and you know that I wasn't Although I, I, mean, I think one of the things I did find myself doing at secondary school is well, having got into, the, into a few plays, I can't sing. I mean, I'm not a great dancer or anything like that, so I'm an actor. 
So uh, our day out was great for me. Dracula Spectacular, I had a non-singing part, which was, again, the good priest. for me. priest. Yeah, the Irish priest with a really dodgy accent. Um, <laughs> but I did find myself throwing myself into other areas of it. So, I, you know, I learned how to do lighting and stuff like that. I got involved with the the arts committee because it was a community college and they would they would book in travelling shows and stuff like that. And I did go to the, the, the drama club after school. Yeah. So all those sort of things, I think, have influenced my my interest in teaching drama now because it's not just about performance it's about loads of other things and I do think if I like anything about drama it's the, the idea of getting something done you know what I mean there's, there's a product at the end of it I mean yeah. you know, if, if, you know um, I love writing a good essay don't get me wrong I'm, I'm not having a go at that side of my, my, my life as well but I, you, I love the feeling of you work very very hard and you get something done and you get something done with a group of people and I think that's the essence of teaching it Oh yeah, me, you know, I'd, I'd I'd love to say it was all about my performances, but I don't, you know, I think I can live without acting. Although I would like to do more. Yeah, me too. Actually, I'd like to act more. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a similar thing. I mean, I there's nothing like I do a lot of kind of creative stuff, but the the things that I miss is yeah, doing something that has a actual end point yeah. and a really kind of you get to know people really closely because you're yeah. working with them all the time. And yeah, exactly. I mean, I also think it's one of the best ways of investigating a text from an English point of view. I think I don't, I don't think you ever read a novel to the same level that you would do when you read a play and you then put it on because you just have to know it all. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You that's just, true. You can't. You, you know, even if you're not the no, most naturally academic person, if you're putting a play on in front of people, you have to engage with it whether you like it or not. You know, if you're any good. But you, I mean, the way you, you, you But there's different ways you can engage with it in a. In, in drama as well, hmm. uh, not necessarily as academic. I'm not saying you got to write about it, but you, no. you know, you ask someone who's performed in something, they will have views about the story they've just told. But that's what I mean, really. I, I think mm. it's more open. Like people who are aren't necessarily academically gifted can get locked out of being in a in a play. Yeah. They can have a much fuller relationship to that yeah. to that text and, and it, yeah, than can, they were ever going to do with a, with a book necessarily if they're not a reader. Yeah, and, and they'll come away with more ideas and thoughts about it and feelings about it, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the other sort of strand of your life, though, is art, isn't it? I mean, you're drawing at the moment, and you drew it... You were into art. That was the way you could have gone. And pretty much up until sixth form, I thought I was going to go that way. I mean, in year eight, I had chosen... I was going to do English history and art, and I thought I'd go off and do an art degree after that, or graphic design or something like that, depending on how much money I wanted to make. Yeah. Not that you make (laughs) loads of money out of graphic design, but just I thought that might be more of a career than fine art at the time. I don't know. Yeah, everything logically about me screams that I should be doing something with art in my life right now. Or I should have been doing it for a long, long time. But I don't know, maybe I'm a bit perverse. I just didn't want to... I liked drama. I liked the energy of that. And Well, there's no reason you have to limit yourself to one creative pursuit. I like... No, but I would think... I would... I can draw okay. I, mean, I like drawing. I, I, um, I come up with some decent posters when I'm doing things and stuff like that. But there's no, there's definitely room for improvement in my technique in study. You know, on a personal level, when I look at the lines I produce and stuff like that, the amount of times I cock it up, it's, you know, um, and that's possibly a, a sort of perfectionist streak in me when it comes to drawing. So, and also image making as well. It's a, it's a slightly different skill. I, I don't necessarily know if that's always my thing, and in terms of whether I get that right. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, 
when I do a project in art that that I was really really pleased with the last poster I did for the last play um, because it wasn't just oh crap I've got to do a poster here's the information let's whack it on it was I did a sketch I did development work I did some research and then I came up with an image I really liked and that that's really 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 pleasing but most of what I do I would say 98% of what I do is when I'm bored in a meeting or you know when I when I want to focus myself or when I'm trying to think something through I doodle as you're probably watching at the moment yeah I am yeah <laughs> and I don't know whether that says anything about the psychology sometimes it's sometimes it's funny I did a really really good werewolf in the middle of a really really boring meeting the other day which was quite fun um, and I've done some some less tenable some less palatable stuff in um, very very boring training sessions based around the themes of what I'd rather be doing than this um, which you can use your imagination on and that sort of stuff is, is fun and, and maybe cartoony maybe you know dad has always said I should go off and do sketches and cartoons and things like that for private eye and stuff like that and I'm thinking well I'm not sure I think things through that well but I know what you mean it's yeah I think you've I think you're I think you're good at art I think I mean I've always thought you're really good at it but I mean it's you know people do things that they want to do and it happens the way they want to it, the thing is you know it takes a long time the thing is I mean, it's, I mean you probably agree with this it's not talent's not enough yeah it's definitely you true. know application's got to be part of it yeah, thought's yeah. got to be part of it and yes I can I can mess around but whether I've got either the time the inclination or even the sort of thought process to put this together I wouldn't I wouldn't disrespect people who do it for a living by saying oh yeah I can come along and just do that people who who do it for a living have worked bloody hard to well, I think to, to, to do that I mean, it's a funny thing there's always a small percentage of people who are just amazing without having to have, having to even try and I hate those people in, in, in some ways <laughs> yes. some of them are my friends but I mean I hate them anyway yeah. I mean on one level yes in a nice um, way in a nice way um, but I mean, yeah, I, 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 I've always kind of subscribed to the idea that, you know, perspiration is the most important part of the equation. Like, it's, you yeah. know, that, 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 that silly... Inspiration's nice, but it doesn't yeah. work. I mean, I, I've always thought if I, if I really apply myself all the time, constantly, then at some point, you know, the fact that I don't have as much talent as I'd like, well, people <laughs> won't notice you know you, yeah. they'll stop they'll st- or maybe I'll You'll get be better yourself, but, yeah, but okay. I think maybe I'll get better either way yeah. well, I know but, I, that's, but that's it I mean getting better I mean I think I'm good anyway but, yeah, exactly. but I mean I, I don't I think there's a lot of good people I think you know I, so many people are talented the more people I yeah. know the more people I think fucking hell everyone's talented yeah so there has to be something else yeah to get you through it and if I, I was, was going to do stuff like that then it would have to be about you know, taking the time and working on it, not just like suddenly deciding overnight. Oh yeah, I'll do it. I mean, you know. Well, that's because you. But that's because, like you said, it's because you're a perfectionist. I mean, a lot of people are quite happy to blag it, but you don't seem to want to do that with art. You know. I, I'm not sure I want to do it with anything. I mean, I, 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 I like the process. If the process isn't fun, then then what's the point? You know, and the process should be about exploration and discovery. That's fair. <laughs> um, Otherwise, what, what you know, I have a problem with the idea that art comes from just, oh yeah, I'll just sit down and I'll just, whether it's painting, whether it's drawing, whether it's singing, whether whatever, um, there should be some sort of exploration by the artist. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Otherwise, what have they got to say? I think, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, 
I mean, <laughs> sorry. No, I mean, well, it, oh, that's a, that's a typical behaviour of me. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's true. Um, I, or I don't know. It has to the the work has to feel like it's it's got that. I mean, I, I don't know if it always. It's just it's a tricky thing. I don't think that always like you'll know this as an English <laughs> teacher. Right, you sit in an English class. Uh, Me and Jen talk about this quite a lot. And you you study a a poem. Yeah. And you look at each line and you say the artist meant this, and the artist meant that, and you know you find all of this amazing symbolism. Yeah. And I used to look when I was at school. I used to completely believe that stuff was true. And now I'm an adult and I'm an artist and I write. And And uh, you're not so convinced. Well, I just (laughs) find that if you write something and you give it to someone, they'll they'll find things in it. Yeah, that that you didn't intend. Yeah, but at the same time, you wouldn't just sit down and just do some automatic writing, and then give it to people and say that's finished. Not anymore. No. No. <laughs> and why I've, not anymore, Dave? I've learned that that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work because yes, the reader the reader will will go out of their way to find stuff in there, and some readers will do that more willingly than others. And when it gets particularly successful, yes, readers will do that, but or viewers or whatever you want to say and yes there is a certain degree of art that is negotiation between what the author intended and what the reader wants to receive but as an artist there is little joy in in sitting down and just saying I've done it that's true I can't understand that that yeah I agree yeah. I mean I think that yeah I mean even even a singer who comes to a new to a song that's been sung before and re-redoes re, re it surely that singer is trying to find something new in the, in the in the notes in the melody in the words well hopefully yeah well or they're on X Factor well, and they're yeah, being told okay. what yeah, to do point, yeah. I mean well I guess that's the, that that's I mean that's a good point I think that is a good point that that what I don't see much reason to do art unless you're 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 caring about the process and you're crafting it. I I think that, however, I guess what I think is that there are probably some artists who don't care who make good work. You know that you never know who are the ones who, who care and who don't because I just think there's so many variables. Sometimes great art is made by, you know, really by, really yeah. shallow people. But and some other times, bad art is made by people who really care. Yeah, but when I when I say they've worked hard at it, doesn't necessarily mean that they've worked hard on their craft. Yeah, that's true. You know, you might say that somebody who has worked hard in their life has got something to say. Well, that's why I'm. That's my. <laughs> that's my current approach. Yeah. yeah. Hence these podcasts. Um, okay. Working hard on my life every yeah. day. Um, okay. I'm just drawn a fat samurai. Anyway, carry on. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so feet. I. <laughs> Yeah, I have to <laughs> take a picture and uh, stick yeah, it on. It's really good for radio. An interesting thing that people sort of suggested that a writing group last night that we could do, yeah, is kind of, and and that's sort of where I started with the why I started with North Wales as a comparison point. Okay. It's like talk about things that have happened to both of us from different points of view. Like pick two or three memories they said and compare our experiences of them. Excellent. So, and which ones are you going with? Well, I thought a good one to go with would be the wasp's nest experience. The wasp's nest, okay, right. Because that's just quite an obvious one. Right. So, do you want to tell my story you, first? You tell you... yours first, yeah, definitely. Okay, my my memory of this, and I have to admit, this has now been solidified into an anecdote that I've often used for year sevens. Yeah. It's... So, it's you know, there, there's an element of this that's become performance rather than story. Me and you are in the woods. Well, it's not just me and you. I think there's a couple of other people there. Um, and we're playing army in the woods at the back of our house in Avonwen 
Um, and these these woods are they're not jungle because we're living in North Wales, so they're not proper forests either, are they? I mean, you know, there's there's sand around and there's dirt around and stuff like that. So we're running through that, and we get to a certain point and we're above a a slope, and you go down first, and I think you disturb the wasp nest. I come down afterwards, I slip over, and I sit on the wasp nest, and the wasps attack me. I'm still blaming you because you disturbed them. Yeah, okay. Right, okay. I'll say that to mine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I sit there because at this point, all I've ever been told about wasps, and I really don't like wasps, is to stay still and they'll go away. They didn't. No, they didn't. No, they started, they started forming conga lines and dancing through my hair as they were stinging me. <laughs> um, at which point, uh, I think... Mozzie ran away, ran away with you. Yeah, yeah, he got you and, and ran ran away. Um, I'm eventually persuaded to move and head down towards the water because that's the best way to get rid of the wasps because I don't like water. Was it a lake? Well, it was kind of yeah, it was a lake. It was, we've, we've been all we've been told about this lake up until this point is it's pretty dangerous and you shouldn't go in it. So, I, but obviously I've got to go in there because the wasps are behind me and uh, the wasps go and um, I think Dad decides after you know reassuring me that it would be good for my hair uh, to take me next door to the vets because the vet might have some cream for it that's right the vet the vet treated the vet, treated, the vet, the vet treated me yes i was i was treated by the vet <laughs> like the animal i was anyway you know, it probably was a good decision but it just seemed like adding insult to injury at the time go on well what do you remember it's funny because i was i was six years young adult though. mind and i I, re- I remember some things really really distinctly but some things completely differently like I, I I remember going around. I didn't. I don't remember that we were playing army. That's interesting. Right. I I I, I previously never remembered doing anything warlike in my in in, in my childhood. So obviously fair, I'm a big fair, sham. By by army, what I'm talking about here is running rounds, going ha ha, got you. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Um and uh, I remember going round the tree, and everyone was coming round the tree behind me, and I sat on the wasp's nest. Yeah, she did. But I didn't know it was a wasp nest. I just was. I'm not uh, saying it was deliberate. I'm just saying you did. A wasp landed on my arm, and I did what you're told to do, which is stay still. Like yeah. we were both damaged by this. This, this yeah, this is a lie. This is a lie. <laughs> Don't stay still if you're sitting on a wasp no, nest. No, not a good idea. So because Bad. I was sat, sat, and I remember, I remember it like the wasp crawling up my arm and thinking, stay still, and then it stung me, and I was like. Because I don't, I don't know if I'd been stung by a wasp before. No, so that no, was like, oh shit, that hurts. And then a few others stung me. And I think because I was... I think, actually, no, what I must have happened is I must have gone a little bit forwards. Because you were stuck behind me. So you were actually on the wasp's nest. But you couldn't get past me because I was staying still in front of you. Yeah. And you had people behind you. So you literally couldn't move. Yeah. Uh, even if you'd have wanted to. Yeah, I that, would, that, would, that would explain a lot now. Then Mozzie ran because to me that your friend Jonathan Moriarty, yes. he was like a bloody action hero. He to was. Me. He, well, he, like, he ran away. out of like he ran back because he must have been first because he ran back and got me and he got stung on the forehead. He got stung on the yeah one, well, one of the, the eye or something like that yeah. And he and he he carried me out. Yes. You came and then I don't remember what I don't remember seeing the wasps swarm into your hair or anything. I, I remember them in my hair. Well, remember, they did. I mean, the stings are still there. I remember seeing. Anyway, I'll get to that a bit <laughs> later. But I remember us running then to the to the lake and saying yes. you had to go in. But I thought you didn't go in. Well, I thought I you refused. I, I thought you said you, we, that, that's dangerous. And, and, and well, I did, but I think I had to go in eventually anyway because there were wasps in my hair. 
So you did actually go into the into the lake? I think so. I either had either that would chuck water over my hair or something. But I know I, know, I agree with you. I, d- I did refuse to start with because, as I said, all I'd ever been told about that lake was it was dangerous and you get you know killed and stuff. And then I remember watching the vet taking the wasps, mm-hmm. like pulling the wasps out of your hair, because you had like loads of hair gel, because you had like gel in your hair at that time. Uh, that was yeah, it was gel in your hair. Yeah, so, so that, was, that was acceptable. You had spiky hair, gel well, hair. Yeah. Yeah, surprising how how they can become stuck in that. Really. And then for the next few days, you used that wasps cream as your hair gel to spike mm-hmm. your hair. That's what I remember. About I don't it. remember that, but okay. <laughs> I remember being that. That was yeah, needs interesting. Must. No, I mean uh, it's, it's it's a reasonable thing to do. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, yeah, I, I, I say I, I just remember sitting there with all these wasps crawling around my hair, like some sort of Ridley Scott nightmare. <laughs> It's, it's 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 it is a family anecdote, isn't it? Everybody that can tells that story. Yeah, well, as I say, it's managed to get me a, a lot of work on biography. But you always blame me. Well, yes, because you went first and you Look, just have the wasp nest. All right, okay. I'm just saying. Just to clarify this. Yeah, because you we need to clarify that. I was going first, but you were all following after. If I hadn't have been the person in front, it would have been you that sat I in the wasp nest first. I maintain that we, we would have missed it. We, we, we were older. We had more experience. Well, we how, were... See, that's the thing. I didn't. I don't even know what a wasp nest looks like. I, I know now, and I don't remember sitting on one. Like, what the hell was it doing on a root of a tree anyway? Well, Surely that, they should be up a tree. No, that's that's bees, isn't it? I mean, wasp nests can be anywhere. What did it look like? It was. Well, it didn't. I mean, that was the whole point. It just looked like it was a part of the ground. Well, see, this is de- definitely was, not my fault, then. It's the wasp's fault. I should not well, be getting I, the fault. In, in, in fairness, I would blame them, except the fact that, you know, they've been round, they've stung me quite a lot, and I I'm, don't I'm feel inclined to blame <laughs> them. The wasps are going to sting me. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, And that gave you a bit of a phobia of wasps, really? A little bit. Is it? Is that gone? No, but it's weird now, because obviously... As a teacher, if the wasps comes in the room and everyone starts panicking about it, you you can't stop, you know, going. Oh my god, it's a wasp running out of the room! It's not you're not allowed to do. Yeah, it. you got to be. So I kind of go all the way to the other side of it. Oh, for God's sake, it's a wasp! It's not going to hurt you if you don't annoy it. Calm down. Inside, I'm crapping myself. Okay. Wow. Well, I mean, I I I was scared of wasps for a bit, but then I sort of got over it. And I, although I had a bad experience with wasps a few years later when I was out with Sonia in the back garden, our, our niece playing with a water hose and I fell on a wasp and it got embedded in me Sorry, that's and it got funny. stuck it's, 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 you were there I think afterwards I, you came back I had the wasp stuck in my side and it was like literally stuck in my side you know they don't oh, they don't stick because yeah, it, it impaled yeah. itself because I'd fallen on it at the same right. time was it a wasp or a bee it was a wasp it that was, was wasp. what was that's why everyone was surprised it was stuck in my side yeah because bees you'd expect that and it was pulled out of my side with tweezers and then I was given ice cream Oh, you see, I get what I get. Vets. You, you were there. I think you were yeah, one I of the people who decided to do that. And you get ice that. cream because you get. I was given ice cream, and then I was sat in front of the Lost Boys, yeah, and I was. Shot, I was yeah, not fifteen. I was. I didn't. I think I was ten. Uh, it was wicked. I love that film. It's a wicked <laughs> film. But um, but yeah, I think I was. I was very under underage to watch it, but I didn't. It didn't scar oh, me. Was. But really? but really though. No? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Probably, maybe it scarred me. Okay. I don't. Have, I don't you, have you ever been to Santa Carla? To Santa Carla, yeah. Well, I, think, I, I love that film. I watched yeah. that film. I've got that film. Yeah. Even having had two bad experiences with wasps, I don't. I've never. I kind of got over that phobia quite quickly. But I guess I didn't have a swarm in my hair. I just don't remember a wasp sting. I remember many wasp stings. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a cumulative. Yeah, st- there's, there are still moments when I'm scratching my head. I will occasionally come across one. What an actual sting? Well, either a sting or a bump where a sting was. Wow. It's weird. Jesus, that's a long time. Okay. So, 
Okay. But Dad uh, was right. I've got great hair. So, you know, what can I say? You have got good hair. You've got better hair than I mean, my, Mine's going. I don't like this. Yours isn't going. I think it's going. Is it? Yeah, I think, maybe it is a little. I think it's, yeah. yeah, Jen reckons it's proceeding. Yeah, I think so. But you uh, bolts Everyone likes to, to <laughs> help me with that new racist. That's okay. That's good. Everyone encourages yeah. it all the time. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I hadn't noticed that before. <laughs> I'm going to take I'm, I'm glad that you're noticing it now. That's I'm, good. I'm, I'm really yeah. happy that yeah. I've given you that ammunition. Again, great visual image. So, okay. Right, another big family anecdote, okay. right? Yeah, is when we played cricket on Damon Bay. Oh, for crying out loud! Yes. Uh, do you want to tell your <laughs> well, story? Well, this, uh, uh, all I can remember of this is we were playing cricket in Cornwall. In Cornwall, on a on a beach that's really not as deserted as I would have liked it to have been. Really, really, really highly populated. Quite, it's like, quite, yeah, quite it's a, a few people. It's a popular beach, mm-hmm. and we'd we'd gone down to the main bit of the beach to play cricket and. I think Dad and who was else with us? Was Joe there? Uh, Bo, <coughs> was definitely there. Adam, and yeah, they were all up. That but they were way up in the dunes, aren't they? And we are talking quite a while away. They were, yeah. The, the adults yeah. were up in the dunes. The rest of us were playing cricket. Yes, and quite far away. Yeah, and we were getting more. We were getting quite stressed by the end of it. Well, I was getting very stressed because I, at the time, I I had this bizarre idea that I liked playing cricket and. Uh, uh, you know, if I could just try a little bit, I'd be quite good. Was, You're going to be nice. a spin bowler. That's yeah. The thing. Well, I like spin bowling. I like the idea of being tricky and stuff like that. But yeah, you can't you can't spin the ball on the on the on the sand. And <laughs> uh, I was getting quite frustrated with this. And I think I was getting frustrated with the game in general. And I was getting frustrated with you, yeah, because you're my little brother. What was I doing? Uh, talking, I think that was mainly the problem. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> I do talk. I think, um, and I, I I can't remember exactly what you do, but anyway, it came to a head. It, one point when I, I think I told you quite loudly to shut the fuck up yeah you shouted shut the fuck <laughs> up and the whole beach went quiet and looked at us yeah it was it echoed <laughs> yeah well well, dad heard it but that way, yeah, yeah yeah they were very far away yeah they, they heard it uh, yeah I've got quite a loud voice when I want to I think I probably overcompensate by that by mumbling quite yeah, a lot of the time you, you very rarely shout but when you shout it's it's known it's it's long capacity really. see I don't even remember I don't remember why I was shouted at I just remember being shouted at uh, yeah and I, I don't really remember I don't remember you doing anything more annoying during that moment than you Often did. Yeah, but but I'm no. But I'm just saying, you know, as an older brother to a younger brother, I don't think that you did anything that was more out of order to deserve that response than than you often did. Well, I although think, possibly it might have been a build up of several things. Well, I always think that you like. I always felt like maybe I don't know. I don't know if I felt it at the time, but I've often thought maybe like when you shout at me like that, which has occasionally happened in our in our brotherhood, maybe once uh, or twice. It's generally because you, you think I'm like I'm embarrassing, you, like myself. Like I'm, if you want me to stop being stupid because I'm lo- making myself look bad. That that would be a very altruistic way of putting it. Yeah. Well, I think that's. I think it's true, actually. But I, I think mean, it is true. Makes me sound better than I think I am. But yeah. No, I think it is. Uh, um, yeah, I think. I don't think you should feel that. <laughs> no, 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 probably not. But I, I, I mean, I can take care of my my yeah, own well, embarrassment. Yes, yeah, so but I suppose at that age, I mean, how old would you have been? I don't know. I, that's the other I question. I, I think mean, I was just eleven or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just eleven, so I would have been about <clears> sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. I was eleven or twelve because I was kind of getting interested in girls because ah, yes. Adam had a girlfriend that I quite fancied at the time. Oh yes. 
So this is before I went to uni, isn't it? This is me in the sixth form. Yeah, yeah right. I think it was. So uh, yeah, yeah. Again, possibly I'm a little bit more self-conscious than I probably needed to be, and probably a bit more worried, you know, about you. Because then I went up and sulked. Like I don't normally sulk, but I sulked for a long time. Yeah. I didn't like speak to anybody. I was just sat looking out at the sea. I think it's like my first time in my life I can remember sort of experiencing kind of um, not silence, <laughs> existential angst. <laughs> right, okay. So your your introduction to Sartre came through me screaming at you. Well, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough then. Kind of yeah, Kirk, I feel better about it now. I feel you know, I feel maybe it was it was a, it was an important moment for you, a sort of an epiphany. Yeah, I was looking out over the because there's pictures of me looking out. So obviously obviously they cared a lot about were worried a lot about me. They're taking lots of pictures. But there's there's <laughs> yeah. pictures of me looking out over the Thing. I think you came and tried to say sorry and I wouldn't have it. Yeah, well, you know. You, but I don't think... That, that's so typical of you. It's not typical of me. <laughs> I normally don't do that. I don't think that I've had... Like, normally I like... Like, normally I'm like you. I, normally I, like, blow up, then feel immediately then, then sorted, ashamed yeah, yeah. and <laughs> guilty. Yeah, sorry. And then I go and apologise too much and yes. that annoys people because I've yeah. apologised too much. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that is, that is, a, that is a tendency in my, uh, that I do have, which is to blow up. Uh, but it normally does come after a lot of provocation. You're, yeah, you it's, don't blow up as much as me. But when I do, it tends to be quite big. It's, it's, it's nuclear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it's not a tendency I'm particularly proud of, but it is something that occurs in my work every now and then. But, I mean, my strategy for dealing with that is, as you say, is to be, you know, straightforward enough to apologise if that, if that's a situation, if I've gone too far. I think the, it's important to be aware of it, yeah, and yeah, it's important it's, it's, to apologise about it. Yeah, and also I do warn people that it might happen. That's wise. I do. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding my life is increasingly more and more me spending most of my time warning people of, the, of yeah. how I'm going to behave but in the next. This half is what hour. I'm going to be like. I'm really sorry about <laughs> it. Uh, I've tried. God knows I've tried, but you know it's going to happen. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a genetic thing, I think, and mm, it's just a that's quite a worrying that we've got, yes. and you just deal with it, but. I mean, it, it's important to to try and try and find ways of of dealing with with with, yeah. it, with rage. I guess. I, to be I fair, though, I, I I find people who don't exhibit emotion probably as annoying, if not more. So. I find them really hard to, to cope do, with. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, sort of sulking or quietness or stuff like that. You know, I think it can be as antisocial. That's it's true. less embarrassing, probably, but it's. It just prolongs the agony, if you ask me. Although, I mean, but yeah, I, I know what you mean, definitely. Although you kind of you walk a kind of line in between, though, don't you? Oh yeah, you spend well, yeah most, I suppose you can't be most of your time. You yeah, but you, most of your time you keep it in. Like you, like me, I'm. It's all out there all the time, and I wish it wasn't, and I try to yeah, avoid it. Whereas I do whereas tend to. You generally can fit in socially. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's right. It's, it's 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 a technique I've tried, but um, I think yeah, I, I do, but. Um, sometimes you don't necessarily get what you want out of the social situation because you, you're conforming to it whereas I think you tend to just say what the hell you want to say in a situation and often you've sometimes you end up in serious shit but sometimes you you, you get something unpredictable out of the situation whereas I would generally go in and get what I expected out of a situation because I wouldn't push it in any way I know what you mean <laughs> I think you know 
I think the, the I think generally speaking, the grass is always a little bit greener on the other side, isn't it? So I mean, I always think I don't know. No, I mean, I don't really wish I was different. I guess, but I do. Everyone, everyone kind of looks at something else and still thinks, "Yeah, I wish I could try it." And and sometimes you even try it. Yeah. Have you ever tried it? What? To to not do what you normally do. Well, I I do that at work. I mean, yeah, I, exactly. I, I, you know, I, I can fit into society because I I, but I often you live choose not it. to. I think I don't really think there's a point um, in well, doing it. So, I mean, that's the problem, really. That that maybe I should. I mean, I. I I think there is a point in trying to control my antisocial behaviour, yeah. but I don't. That's th- the asthma. But I don't think that there's a, a point in in throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I guess so. My aim is to keep on being able to create interesting situations I, like you're talking yeah. about, but without being a dick to people all the time. You know. Yeah. I, whereas I tend to, I tend to get away with situations because I just tend to comment on them rather than actually engage. You know. So, you know. I tend to hold myself a bit away from them. So normally, and you'll probably gather this when you look back through this conversation, you'll see a lot of my comments are often sort of asides or acerbic or commentary. You, you do do asides. Yeah. That's your thing. To myself. Yeah. And that's that's how I get through a situation. You know, I play it differently in my head, but yeah. You do asides to other people too. I mean, you, yeah. it's, it can be a lot of fun being in an awkward situation with you when you're doing asides about it. That can be fun. Yeah, and particularly if the other person can't pick up on them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> agree. I got these weird questions. Yeah, yeah, and they're not mine. Okay, I'm going to ask this question. It's a weird question. I'm I'm interested to hear what the answer is, but I, I didn't come up with it. Okay. Do you think that we are close? Yeah, but it's a very weird closeness. I mean, apart from anything else, I live in Newcastle. You live here. Yeah, so we're not geographically. We're not geographically close. close. We're not necessarily typical brothers in the sense that you know there's two years between us and we hung around a lot as we grew up I mean we were around each other a lot during North Wales less so in Coventry and yeah. obviously when I left and I left six years before you did so that's yeah. a lot of time of your teenage when I wasn't around particularly yeah um, so it's not the, our shared experiences are, are slightly different from a lot of brothers that you might look at who've probably you know fallen off you know cliffs together and whatever yeah um but intellectually, we've followed very similar pathways. That's true. Uh, creatively, we've got similar interests. Um, we have different approaches to society, I think, in terms of actually dealing with it. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's true. Uh, politically, I think we're 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 very similar. So yeah. I think I think I think. In terms of adult life, I think we're we're probably a lot more similar than we are in terms of our sort of growing up together. I think that's true. Um, I mean, I think politically we're slightly slightly different, different, but yeah. Um, Although I followed you through that as well. I I was I followed you through the sort of Marxist route as well for a bit. Yes, Uh, that was fun. Yeah, (laughs) I got told off for doodling actually once in in a militant Labour youth thing. I remember. That's because they didn't understand the, the, the revolutionary power of doodling. Well, I think well, well, that was bit, that was pro- probably the biggest nail in the coffin, really. Like, <laughs> tell me off for doodling in the meeting, and then want me to like support. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a teenager that's come to a to a Marxist a Marxist meeting, yeah. meeting yeah. and you're telling me off for behaving in a reasonable way. That's, that's I, a big mistake. I think they missed an opportunity to start a Marxist comic. 
Yeah, well, that, yeah, they, they probably did, although I'm not that good at... I, I always wish I was better at drawing than I am, actually. It's always been something I've really... I've, I've always wished I had a kind of natural aptitude for and not been very I good at. I think you could have done comics okay, though, because that particularly that sort of comic, which could have much been, you know, about... Not necessarily perfection of accuracy, but it's about lying and making the joke, isn't it? And making the, the Maybe. political comment, you know? Maybe. I think the thing is, with art, I'm not... I can't be bothered to put the work into the craft. Yeah. Whereas I can be bothered to do that with writing. Yeah, fair enough. And and with music. And so there's only so many things you can put effort into perfecting. And I was always a bit too lazy. I did one picture I was proud. But as I say, I think what I meant by that is I think to some extent it's it's the writing of of the comic. Oh yeah. All the comics, all the com, all all the all the cartoon. That is often more effective, more important in political terms than it is about the, the drawing. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I have an interest in writing comic well, strips. Yeah, exactly. So, what was I? Do you think we're close? I mean, do you think we're close? I think we are close. I wish that we were closer. Sometimes I wish that we, like, I guess I always worry that I'm not. I don't know. That's a really hard question, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah. I, I, wo- I worry that like I think we're very similar I think we have a lot in common and we we, we you know we love each other a lot yeah, yeah. and I just I mean I always wonder if there's kind of a tension between kind of where we're both at and what we want to be and, 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 and if like I'd like I guess part of me is always worrying about if I'm living up to like if I'm like because you're older than me so I want to yeah. be you know I want to impress you but I also don't want to then there's the other side where I sort you of feel you don't want to be me either well, I don't, I, well also I don't want to like I don't want to be like I've made certain choices and you've made certain choices and my choices have meant that I'm not very well paid but I focus on what you want to do creativity yeah. your, your choices have meant that you're pretty well paid and you don't focus on creativity well you do you found a, but I do it with, you found I do a way it with of getting much, it into but your but it's job. much more within a, a regulated format I mean it's, it's and it's also an aside to what I do rather than yeah anyway. and so and I don't want I don't, I don't want there to be like the inevitable tensions around those issues that there can't help but be because we're both creative people in these different situations and you know I'd, I'd like more money and you'd like more creative time and so there, there is obviously there, going to be yeah, tension there's, 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 yeah, it's not a kind of unambiguousness that I'd yeah. like I'd like it to be much more yeah yeah. but we're not a typical family no <laughs> I mean I, don't, I mean, I only, 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 only say that because I'm conscious of the fact that I moved away yeah and stayed away yeah how do you feel I mean because I feel this came up in one of the other podcasts I, I always feel very bad because there's six years between me and our younger sister yes. and I feel bad that I left and didn't come back for a, for a while mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I could have been there when she was growing up and been more of a uh, an influence in her growing up life yeah. I mean do you feel a similar thing with me I mean because you left I left um, you came back for holidays I came back for holidays but I mean when you moved to Cardiff I, mean, I, came, I came back over the holidays are true but I was pretty much told there was no room there, so in my mind, <laughs> no, fine, okay, I want to leave. You've not got a house with me having a room there. Yeah, so. that happened to me as well. They yeah. moved. Yeah, they like uh, to get rid of the rooms. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so I took the hint. Um, 
I don't feel bad because I mean to some extent I counted down the days till I could leave yeah um, and it was I never I don't think I ever really pretended that it wasn't what I wanted to do um, whether or not I was going to come back after university in my mind no I wasn't no um, whether I'd have moved nearer I don't know I mean you know I went to Aberystwyth but I could have gone to Queen Mary Westfield and I don't know what would have happened if I'd moved to London because obviously the family was Are all in around in here London, anyway yeah. I think but I don't know I mean do I feel guilty that I didn't come back or that well I guess I, do I don't you, know I mean no, I, I, I you, kinda, you kinda know don't well no I'm not saying you should I'm not saying you should um, I actually think you shouldn't I'd like like I don't think I should feel guilty about not being there when our sister was growing up yeah. but I do um, guilt is like my defining <clears throat> my defining emotion is guilt uh, probably uh, about uh, unnecessarily about millions of things I I mean I'm, I guess I'm I, I'm is that so I mean I f- no I mean I feel guilty don't get me wrong I feel guilty I mean I'm, I think again like you say it is a family trait um, <laughs> but I don't feel guilty for not coming back I think maybe I could make it more of an effort to get in touch with people and be closer to it. I mean, I'm crap at birthdays, for example, and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, and generally, I don't get down unless or around to people unless I've got moments or whatever. Um, and I find that my time... Okay, yes, I'm a teacher, so I get, I get holidays, but you'd be surprised at how many holidays I don't get in the sense that I get them. Um, but at the same time, I think I there's a part of me that thinks I put my time in. No, I mean, I, I, I think you, <laughs> you know do. What I mean, um, I think that's fair. You know what I mean, uh, and also, I think the responsibilities of a brother, an older brother, a younger brother, or whatever, are different to the responsibilities of a parent. And I don't think it's entirely my 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 position to to take on that that sort of guilt. That is very fair. I think that is true. I mean, I, I've always thought that really one of my problems is that you know I I feel responsible for more people than I perhaps should generally and mm. I'd, I've always thought it would be good if I could if I could I think, stop I think doing that trying trying I think it's part of the nature of my job but I mean you know if you took personal responsibility for everyone's personal decisions You'd end up. It would be. I mean, a nightmare. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think we should be a very caring society. I think we should we should watch out for each other and we should we should be aware of it. But at the same time, you have to factor in individual choices. Yeah. Fair. Whether that's personal, private, educational, whatever. You know, there are always going to be issues that it's almost egotistical to take responsibility for. I tell you what. Before I dis- before I close it up, I guess thinking. Because thinking about what you're saying and that, that question that I didn't come up with about <laughs> if we're close, I guess it comes back to kind of the the thing I always worry about is what I kind of worry about when I was on that beach. Is that I mean I don't feel like like I worry that I'm an embarrassment. I guess that you get embarrassed mm. by me. But I mean, you're shaking your head, so I don't get. I don't get embarrassed, but I know I. Um, I get jealous. But I'm quite socially embarrassing to be around in public. Jen gets embarrassed around me, 
like yeah, my behaviour well, in public. Yeah, is... but that's to me that's fleeting. That's if 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 you if you decide to be embarrassing, or if you are embarrassing for <laughs> a particular moment, then then you are. But I can I can let the moment go fairly quickly. I mean, I can. I'm, and it's if it's embarrassment, as you as you rightly say, it's more for you than of you. Oh yeah, I've always felt that when you're being embarrassed by me, it's been embarrassment with love involved. Yeah, it's, I've never felt like oh he's embarrassed there, by there, me. There are sometimes when I think Dave, you can make this situation a hell of a lot easier for yourself. Yeah. Um, but equally, I'm sure you can. You know, you've 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 been in situations where you thought suddenly you could speak up for yourself a bit more, which is something I worry about for myself. So. In terms yeah, of are we? I guess uh, I have, yeah. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I, I tend, I tend to think that I'm not embarrassed by you. Um, as I say, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous sometimes of what you manage to get through, and I do find myself sort of saying, "My brother's doing this, and my brother's doing that," you know, to people I know, you know, and I do plug your stuff, That's which annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, I bet it does. I mean, <laughs> I, just just as a, as a brotherly thing. I mean, you know, I mean, but. At the, you know, at the end of the day, if I had to say, do I admire what you're doing? Yes, I do, because you put yourself out there. You put yourself to, out there to be shot down sometimes, but you put yourself out there, and I don't do that, and it annoys me. Well, you know what? You know, I mean, I have a, I have a great deal of admiration for you as well, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it may not feel like, yeah, <laughs> it's understandable, <laughs> reasonable, but no, I mean, it may not feel. I can understand, you know. I don't think that you are, you know, I don't, you know, I, I, I wish that the understandable feelings that you have around that. Yeah. I, w- I wish that, I guess, I think it's a society problem. I think it's just social pressure makes people feel like they're like more, like they're doing better or worse. This whole idea of success yeah. is a, is a real problem. Like I'm not like, cause I, I guess one, one of the things I've always thought is, I wouldn't mind you being uh, jealous of me if I was actually successful, but I mean, actually, like uh, at the moment, I'm not. So, so you know, it's like everybody's always looking like I'm not successful. Yeah. If I'm successful, then I'll be making then I'll be making money from the from, from the yeah. art, and then I, and then I won't have to work, and then I then I'll have all this money or whatever, or not money. I don't even want money. It's time I want. But. Yeah, but. There is also an element of the, pr- the processing, going back to what I said earlier about the, the pr- putting the time into the process and stuff like that. And I find if I'm jealous of you, it's partly your output, but it's also partly that you find time to put the process in, and I don't. And that, I, I, I fundamentally know why that is before anyone, which is basically I'm lazy. Yeah, but it's not easy finding the time. It's not easy finding the time, but I know that if I was really, really driven, I could find an extra half an hour, an extra That's hour right, in a day it, or something like I that. I mean, it is completely sacrificing. Like the, the most social experiences I've had in my life have been since I've started this podcast. Not not social experiences in my life, but like for years, I hardly see anybody. I'm just always yeah. working. But now that's I'm working, right. but I'm talking. Yeah, well, time. that's that's good. That's, so, I mean, so what I mean is, I mean, I can understand why. I can understand why it frustrates you shit it would fr- frustrate me I hate any like, all my friends who are success- more successful than me I'm fucking jealous of no. like loads of like I've got loads of friendships some of my best friends I'm incredibly yeah. jealous of and I, I you know I think it's reasonable res- emotion to have jealousy but I guess it always irks me a bit because I'm I'm not yet successful but then success is a relative concept and yeah. if I've got what you want then well yeah but then you know 
I used to say I made decisions. I chose to become a teacher. I chose to do this for a living. And I'm not. I wish I hated my job because then it would be a good excuse to stop it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is actually something that affects people's lives. It's something that I do find useful. I find something that's rewarding on different levels. It's a meaningful. Well, thing it's to it's, do. it's meaningful, and sometimes it's actually you know exciting and creative, and and you know, I really love doing the last play I did, which the, well, was Blood Wedding. You know, there's an argument that that is more create more important and just as valid a creative experience as any other creative experience. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, and it's and a part of me knows that. But the other part of me is going, yeah, but you really want to paint something, or you really want to write something down, or you, you know. But you, you know, life is a long time. Better be. Well, yeah, <laughs> it might not be. Yeah, but I, I mean, get my car tomorrow. I'm coming. Yeah, out well. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, right. Well, that's a, a relatively good as any <laughs> yeah, place to sort of wind things yeah. up. The last question this that does I ask. Just turn up to my obituary, you know. No, anyway, can't. The, the, <laughs> the last question <laughs> that I ask everybody, which is now a little bit kind of potentially painful, actually, in okay. context of what we've just been talking about, Excellent. is. And seriously, what people have been doing is interpreting this very broadly, and they've come up with some very interesting answers when they haven't had the obvious kind of answers. But the question is. Do you have anything that you want to plug? See, a little bit ironic. School musicals first week of November. Well, <laughs> well this might go out uh, by then. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what do I want to plug? Um, I, I, no, <laughs> uh, um, no, because I'd have to have something created or finished or ready. Well, not everybody. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I mean, the su- the thing that surprised me about the question. What? No, no. You plug your radio. Yeah, in. That's yeah, good. That's good. Razor good good joke. Yeah, no, not really. Well, it's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I'll be touring soon. Um, no. I mean, people have. I guess what what people have done is they've been, they've sort of said charities or ways of being or whatever like. They've just taken this well, yeah, okay. adva- I mean, advantage right. of a moment to sort of tell people what they think they should do. So. I don't really feel that. <laughs> I no, because if I start telling people what I think, how they think they should live, and stuff like that, that's an incredibly arrogant perspective on my part. Which I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not. You know, other people may have done it incredibly genuinely, but I, w- I would feel very much. Uh, I don't think I've worked out enough how to be to start telling other people how to start living their lives. I think that's a fair, um, fair thing to say. Um, I mean, not that I, you haven't, but no, hasn't. Well, no, but yeah. I haven't. Yeah, and it, and um, in terms of charities, I've, I, yeah, I give to a few, but it's, it's, it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing, and it's also um, incredibly a bit random. Depends on what I'm feeling like on the day. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's <laughs> uh, that's that's fair. I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd like to plug myself if people want to give money. That's good. Um, give you money for what? Just anything. This is quite a conversation, you know. Yeah. Okay. Been available for <laughs> weddings, bar mitzvahs, or, or just random funerals. I, I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if no, you're going to no. give any money, no, give it to me. <laughs> He's got more. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> it's temporary. <laughs> Consider it alone. Uh, no. Um, no, no. I say the next big project is going to be a school musical, but that's November. If you live in Newcastle, and in this Newcastle, has come out before, and, and this, if, yeah, if this comes if, out before if November, pati- if you pat- particularly would like to see uh, a Geordie version of. Um, 
the archetypal London band Madness is Musical. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's, an in, that, that, that's quite an interesting combination. Yeah, especially of... when I start to, to do Geordie ac- uh, London accents. It's, it's amazing. I can't do a Geordie one, so it's, it's, it's hypocritical of me, but it's going to be quite funny anyway. See, okay. Well, that's... <laughs> That's a good place to leave. <laughs> yeah, please leave it there. Okay. Um, so, um, do you want to say goodbye to the listeners? Bye. <laughs> bye bye. I actually waved at the mic. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you can find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook. It's Getting Better Acquainted. Have a search on Facebook and like it. Or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way. There are lots of ways to get better acquainted. Epilogue in 1984 when I was almost three I guess or three and that would mean that Tony was eight or nine. And this is some footage that my dad made, amazingly and weirdly, where he left the recorder recording when he wasn't in the room. He went into the next room to make us dinner and he left the tape recording and most of it is (laughs) unlistenable to and all of it is painful for me to listen to, hearing myself as like super id which all kids that kind of age have that potential in them, especially when there's no adults around. It's not unusual. I'm not saying this to justify myself. I work with kids that age, so I know. And I think Tony in this little clip is uh, incredibly patient, and he always was a very patient brother, i got to say. I don't remember him ever reacting really to my bad behaviour. I don't think I did that to my sister either. I think that's one thing we had in common. We, we both took it from the little one. Not that we couldn't shout and not that we couldn't get angry and not that we couldn't occasionally be unreasonable, which uh, I think this little tiny clip of edited material because oh, there were long gaps between these incidents that you're going to hear now and close together. It'll feel like it's one scene, but there was there was big gaps of, you know, TV watching. Anyway, enough of me yammering on. Here's the epilogue.
Ne güzel var.